0: Sissoko, finally waited, Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle, what a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Mora. and belted into the rim, brilliant goal! On debut, Tongue Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it, a oh, great goal! Aurier! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First turn gets Son. Kane, good area for Spurs, and Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That's Is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley backline. Son breaks forward. Oh wow! What a run! Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career.
1: Welcome and good evening, or good morning, depending on when you're listening. Uh, This is another podcast. By new spurs order under the touchline fracker banner. I'll be your host again tonight or again this morning. Um, X pack, and I'm joined again by my wonderful co host, Tops, aka Booker T. First of all, smiles. How are you doing, man?
2: Yeah, not too bad. We're not too bad. Uh, we're twinning tonight in our vests. <laughs> uh, as we are obviously getting, getting into the summer, the summer mood, but yeah, man, I'm good. Um, Always good to be on with you. Um, Strangely, two weeks in a row, it's two of us. But yeah,
1: yeah, it's been um, been uh, availability. Um, I wouldn't even say issues, but yeah, everyone's um out doing other things with the sun out. Or um, Doctor Strange two just came out as well. So yeah, pretty understandable. things going on. I still need to get myself to watch that, but I've got a confession to the Marvel fans that I haven't watched WandaVision yet, so I've got to do a crash course on that and then and only then I'll allow myself to watch Doctor Strange. But I I didn't get into WandaVision
2: at all. But uh, WandaVision is excellent, excellent program.
1: <laughs> I was hoping you'd turn around and say you hadn't seen it as well to make me feel a bit better. <laughs> no, but...
2: mate, I, I binged it the minute it came on, mate, so it's
1: all good. Ah, man some of the Marvel heads in the, in the group chat are going to cook me for that now. if uh, to hear that, but yeah, I'll move swiftly on then. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and find a really good catch up on them um, on YouTube if, uh, if needs be, but yeah, I'll have to get use out of my Disney plus account. Eventually I've just been waiting for Kenobi to be honest, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there are matters at hand. I'll see. Um, Spurs played on the weekend. Another high-pressure game in this race for top four. Um, Playing <laughs> Leicester off the back of um, a European, a Europa Conference League uh, semi-final. Um, so expected them to rotate, um, but didn't quite expect them to rotate as much as they actually did. Uh, Tops, what did you think of their lineup compared to ours? And uh, yeah. the expectations just going into that, just going I mean, into that yeah. game, really.
2: It's a, it's a bit of a funny one, man. Like um, we pretty much dom Leicester anytime we play them, be it home, be it away. Uh, Kane's there. Kane's a bit. He's there, He's a bit of their daddy, isn't he? Really, when we play them. So to be honest with you, I was, I was always kind of hopeful that uh, we would kind of go into the game with like a positive attitude. Uh, knowing that we've got the ability to beat them, um, obviously taking into account their lineup, I think they made eight changes, um, which is pretty predominantly like a second team, and then they had players like um, Vardy and Tillemans on the bench. So to be honest with you, um, it was very much their prerogative to prioritise the game against Roma on um, the following Thursday, and when I heard the news about that it kind of buoyed me a little bit more that, yeah, we could get a positive result. So, uh, going into it, I was feeling kind of positive, but always naturally spurred at home against any team. Um, there's, there could be anything happening. But, yeah, generally just a positive feeling, um, knowing that they had that Europa League game to come. Um, and I knew that like our, our recent performances against Leicester have kind of given me a fair bit of confidence.
1: I mean, for sure. I mean, um... And Kane going into this game in a bit of a goal drought uh, was a bit interesting as well. But yeah, all those changes that uh, Leicester made. You've also got Madison out, who I thought was going to be a huge threat. Um, yeah, Drewsby Hall, T. Elements, Vardy's been on a bit of a decline anyway. Um, they changed up their wing backs as well. Um, so I'd say the only players who are from the first team that play, obviously, Casper, Schmeichel, Siunchu. Um sumar comes in and out of the team, but I guess he's a fringe player as it stands. Um kalechi senior man, Inacho played, and Daka who's been in and out of the team, <clears throat> came in. So yeah, fair play. They got a few threats, but again, mostly a fringe team. And then obviously we go into it starting Lucas Mora. Um, obviously, when the fir- when the news first came out that that Kulizewski was dropped almost um no he was he was dropped he was dropped we all assumed yeah. i think that he must have picked up a bit of a knock for lucas mora to come in um ahead of perhaps uh, stephen bergvin who has been playing much better than than more recently um it was it was scandalous decision within itself i thought um sleep then it came out that the news was no Kuliszewski doesn't have a knock and um, he wants to give Lucas Moura a run out um, I I I didn't get it I didn't think there was any basis for it other than just to keep Kuliszewski on his toes but again um, Lucas Moura can't even stay on his own toes so it's a bit it's a bit of a strange decision when you've got someone who's been playing well Um yeah. On the bench and he had some comments to say about uh Bergwijn after the game um which um we'll get into but yeah it was a strange decision so that being our lineup it made me not feel too confident going into it even with um all Lester's changes purely like I I didn't see us be- being able to to penetrate them if they just decide us out with two banks of four which Brendan rogers did in um in the fixture against us at home last season mm-hmm. and then just kept the two up top. It was like Mourinho and Brendan Rodgers both having um, a block of two fours off, basically. Um, and I think we... Uh, I think we may have even lost that game. I can't even remember, but it was a poor game within itself. I saw us probably struggling to create anything. in the first half... It's weird. I thought the first 10 minutes was okay. So, see, we're going into it now. Um, we, we, me and Tops were speaking before we came into this pod and it just happens that I managed to watch, catch the first half at work, then had to work for the second half and uh, Tops was out for brunch and caught the second half. So, um, yeah, to break down the, the first half again, 10 minutes started off really well. We looked like we were being brave with their automations. The backs looked like they were getting nice and high. Then it just kind of fell off. Um, couldn't really get into a rhythm. Leicester kind of came on to us a bit. we um, were quite successful in pressing us. And obviously we weren't great at opening up any of the spaces, which they were leaving for us in, um, in abundance, to be honest. And... Um, Thus, then created the best chance of the half. Hugo Loris had, um, or made what was a world class save from Pats and Dakar. Um, initially it looked like it hit the post, but Sumar got down on the right hand side, pretty much bodied everyone, uh, managed to cut it back for Dakar, who was really, really unlucky. Like the finish was top, it was going straight into the bottom corner. Hugo Loris fingertip to the post, and then we looked to like, that seemed to wake us up a bit, but whenever we managed to feed the ball into Kane, like, I remember saying last week, and I thought I was being a bit harsh, Um, he continued this theme of trying to play a bit of hero ball. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. weird. So it would go into him. Um, It wouldn't necessarily stick that well. And if it did stick, he'd take too many touches. Or if he wasn't taking too many touches, he'd be trying the Hollywood ball of Hollywood balls. Um yeah again I, i'm a little bit worried about kane but um no behold like in in almost bruno fashion he uh, he managed to get the goal scored a header from um a sun corner so obviously that's another sun kane <clears throat> goal contribution mm-hmm. so we got to go in a bit uh, go into half time feeling a bit wholesome and nice 1-0 uh, up um just to end the kind of small ish breakdown from that half as expected uh Lucas Mora was horrible uh, I didn't see what he was gonna add to Emerson being on that right hand side I thought that was going to be a disaster class waiting to happen
2: I mean what did we expect <laughs> <laughs> what did we actually expect and oh my god like uh, until we until we just accept that Every time this guy plays and the possession gets to him, it's literally just a black hole for possession. You know, un- until until we get this guy gone, I mean, I, I can't really see how it's going to make a difference. To be honest with you, um, I almost kind of, I almost felt that with his start of the season, he showed good moments. I felt like he was always going to be a moments player for us, and I felt that under Conte, it would work in his advantage because he's high energy. He's constantly happy to run at players. And actually, in many respects, he doesn't seem like a sort of player that would kick up a fuss if he's not starting. So, in the scheme of things, you would think, okay, that's the perfect kind of sub to bring on. And he even backed it up with, you know, a couple goals um, earlier in the season and a couple decent performances. But, I mean, again, the performance on the weekend, it's the kind of performance that you see and then you compare it to the... The what um thirty-five minute or or thirty-minute cameo that Kulusevski put in, and you're like, oh yeah, I I absolutely <laughs> remember why this guy should never be starting a game for this football club, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I'm done. You summed it up really well when you called it a kind of black hole of possession. I don't think that's the first time that's been said in this podcast either, um, and amongst other Spurs podcasts as well, I'm sure. <laughs> Um yeah I've got to admit like when Conte first came in I was hoping and thought you know with with Conte's coach patterns of play and building play it might actually help Lucas more make better decisions um and be in better positions and just generally just release the ball a bit quicker because um like Conte he likes players to keep it you know one two touch maybe three touches max let alone try and take on three players. Um, Not even like he was able to try that against Leicester, to be fair, because, I mean, he unfortunately lost the ball before he got a chance to do that most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he's had quite a few chances under Conte. Like, you can give the same caveats you give to other players like Bergvine, like, okay, under Nuno, under Mourinho. You know they don't really have a progressive style, which is coached to help players make better decisions and and create chances in build play, and that's fine. Like I'll give I'll give Lucas more, I guess, the same kind of caveats as I've given other players, like Winksy, like you know other players as well, even even players like Hui Biere as well. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I've got to give the same. So excuses for them keep the same energy, but it's just not works. And you, I don't know how many times Conte has to see that live in front of his very eyes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if Conte cam itself will have to point that out to him. But oh, it, it, it just ain't working, Chief. It 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 baffles me. Like even um when he's been making substitute appearances as well when it comes to Conte making a sub, and I think, again, this has been addressed on other podcast as well, but I don't know how he's getting minutes over someone like Bergvine, who, again, has a style of play which suits yours, um, plays up top in the position you want Lucas to play in, yep. and has actually put in good performances, especially against Leicester in the reverse fixture this season, like scored twice in the 90th minute. You know, to win if, us if, the game and almost if, made if me anyone, crash into a taxi while I was trying to listen to the game in the car. Like,
2: if there's that... anyone who deserves to, to who, who at least deserved to play, it would have been, it would have been Burge, but for some reason, um, he decided to change it up and drop Kulusevski and go with Mora, which I think, after that first half performance, well, that first sort of sixty minutes, he was like, enough is enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> enough is enough you're not getting a compilation out of this others will <laughs> you're not that's fine uh but going into the second half uh just uh 55 minutes on the clock and shock horror Oh, to my absolute i, I was completely aghast but i mean lucas Moore got hurt um for for um so i mean um take it away like what kind of impact he had and um Generally how the second half went for us as we um Yeah
2: man, um it was a funny control. one. Of Obviously, as you said, I, I didn't want to ruin my uh, my my bottomless brunch, so I didn't watch the first half. Uh, and by that point, 45 minutes in, I was uh knocking back the knocking back the cocktails. So to be honest, when I saw that we were winning one nil uh, through like you know Sky Sports updates, so I was like, you know what, I'll just put the second half on um as I get more merry. Uh, for the afternoon and to be honest with you I i had seen what had been said in like you know the WhatsApp groups and I kind of had a flick through what people were saying on Twitter and it just seemed like uh, we were a bit flat in that first half despite you know getting the first goal through Kane um, we had like you know given up a couple big chances to Leicester Lloris obviously made that really big save so I, I, I was just hoping that you know based off how we have performed in second halves on the Conte especially at home that maybe you know having had a word with them and restructure that we we would go out and give a better account of ourselves and it seemed like we did it seemed like we did um it seemed to me like uh we were making a lot of fluid movements uh, moving the ball like a, quite quickly um one thing that i really did like was how how much dynamism we had when we when um Kulisevsky come on. Yeah. He really did almost change the game in many many respects. Uh, I felt like, although it was kind of like a cagey affair, um, we were turning the ball over from them quite a lot. And it seemed like with every turnover that we had, we were almost making or creating a chance, you know, at will. Uh, Kulisevsky did some excellent work on that right side. Um, which is apparently a huge comparison to what was being done on the right side uh, when Lucas was there. And, you know, amazingly, he was able to provide uh, two assists. Uh, The first coming with really nice play on the right wing to then, you know, almost dancing his way to the edge of the box, feeding a a pass into Son's path and Son turning and and hitting it in the opposite corner. And then, you know, just like a small five-yard pass assist for uh, Son's excellent second goal. So, I mean, it, it seemed like it was a it was a good second half. Um, we definitely seemed lively. Uh, Romero absolutely imperious. Honestly, I, like to make the challenge that he did for the third goal, unreal, unreal. I don't understand how he does it. Absolutely unreal. I, I don't know. Sometimes when I think of when I think of him, it's like when I watch him. There's so like there's so many good things about his game, and so many like. Scary things about his game that it's just that it all kind of like muddles into one. And I'm like, okay, this is a player that I can actually trust. This is a player that I can actually see us, you know, going places with. And he, uh, you know, lots of the pressures that him and Dia provided in the second half, especially through the middle of the park, were like great starting points for us to be able to build attacks, get the ball out onto the flanks, get the ball to Kulosevsky, getting the ball to Kane. Um, so in the end, what looks like a, you know a comfortable result, three-one, the scoring right at the end, um, maybe wasn't so comfortable. But again, one thing that we've seen uh second half, especially at home, we do tend to be quite clinical. Um, so in the end, yeah, it was a good result for us. Um, before obviously our, our upcoming game now against uh, Liverpool.
1: Man, yeah, I'm I still trying to fathom how. Um... How Romero does to that. I've just double checked in the game. He didn't even pick up a yellow card in that game, oh, he didn't, no. oh. considering his, um, obviously, he's what you could call a proactive style. But yeah, the way he lunged into that second challenge, honestly, I think 99% of other players in the Premier League probably end up getting the red card for like this yeah, time.
2: And, <laughs> and I think as well, like Rogers even said something, something in his post press or something about um, a challenge. I think it was it was Soyuncu, I think, who um, was on the other end of that challenge. I think he said something in the lines that, uh, if you're going to go for a challenge, you literally have to go for it. You basically can't just pull out. And in the end, him pulling out led to the ball, you know, falling to uh, to Deki and him obviously feeding uh, Son for that third goal, you yeah? know? Yeah,
1: hold that, Brendan. Um, no... <laughs> it, it's a. I remember you laying into Brendan. I think it was the yeah. last season. Absolutely laying into him been, when we.
2: He um, was too heavy, man. After that, you know, before that first game when we stuck at the top uh, four. Yeah, he needed to hold that, man. He needed to hold this one. A nice little free piece, man. Need to hold this. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know. it it is insane as well. Like, um, just again, Romero. Uh, I mean, it's sustainable. He's going to be so crucial going into this top four race, not even just his challenges on the ball, but obviously how he steps into midfield from centre back. And he's actually really good at progressing play on the ball as well. So um, with him not being booked, I don't think he can rack up enough yellow cards to get a suspension before the end of the season is up. So, um, which is, yeah, that's obviously great news. Um you touched upon with uh, Kulizevsky's fluidity as well. Obviously, I've seen the goals back now, and I love what he did for our second goal, where he literally shifted it onto his left foot, got into space, and what Lucas Moura never does is just get his head up. He kind of just like, yeah. okay, let me just internally scream and see. Yeah, let me see if I can scream it that way. Let me see if I can hoof it this way. He's literally there, like arms out, like okay, where are my options? Where are my options? And he waited. Then he waited. Then played it into Son, who. I expected to take it on his obviously take it take a touch on his left foot and shift it onto okay. his right and finish, but he did this weird thing where he rolled the defender onto his left foot and still finished it, um, which was perfect. To be fair, like we got a sharp sunny back, and um, obviously the third goal was was a worldy as well. So we're seeing some of the uh, the human son world class shouts come back, aren't we? <laughs>
2: Have a bit of shame, man. Have a bit of shame, bro. Come on,
1: man. I it's been um this was I'll tell you what this was the official Spurs account, by the way. I'm just (laughs) (laughs) regurgitating exactly what they they said.
2: Not hearing it, not hearing it. Because I said last season, right? If this man scores 20 goals in the league, I think he can really start to be in that in that conversation. And he didn't. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. And again, he's kind of you know been chopping away, got had a really had a really early goal flurry, and then was kind of you know patchy like he always is, and then the last few games, he really has come to the fore. I mean, to be honest with you, this is what you know. This is this is what top players should be doing. You know, I I really put a rally call out for Son and Kane that you know these last seven finals that they speak of, um, these are the games that we need the top players, the big players like Lloris as well, to, to step up in moments when we need them. And, you know, arguably on Sunday, he did. Uh, both goals, very well taken. The second goal, absolutely incredible finish. I mean, honestly, that's probably in, you know, the top sort of five, ten goals of the season in terms of where he hit it from, how far, how far wide it, it actually went before it came back in. And even from, like, behind the goal, you look at it and you think Michael had no chance. Absolutely no chance. So yeah, he he he's in a good moment. You know, he's in a good moment. I think in the league, he's only second to Salah. Um, I was about
1: to say he has more non-penalty goals than Salah. Well, yeah,
2: I mean, you know, what is it? He's got 19 goals in the league, six assists, 27 uh, goal, con- 26 goal contributions, 19 non-penalty goals. I mean, he's he's doing what what we want him to do. And at the end of the day, while sometimes his performances aren't like. They're not amazing. He's an attacker, an inside forward, or, or forward, however you call it these days, and he's putting up the numbers that's expected of him. So you know, fair play to him. Um, I, I was one of the guys. You know me. I was one of the guys that called him out. I called out some of his performances. I called out, you know, what even what's his role in the team. And fair play, he shut me up um, a fair bit with with these goal contributions, and and I'm and I'm and I'm happy with that. Like even as well, I look at someone like 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 Kane. I think Kane's got uh, 14 goals. Um, I mean, 14 goals this season. I mean, I, th- I think he's he's done okay. He's done okay in terms of how his season started. But again, we need these guys to be performing mm-hmm. consistently, adequately in the games that matter. You know, not just against the bums where you can score three or four um, as a team and you get maybe you get a brace or a couple assists. But we need them to perform in the games where maybe we can't trust. Um, anything that maybe Lucas could do, or Wine can do, or even some of our midfielders, and Sunday they did that. They did that.
1: Are you worried about Kane? Because I don't think he's had a great game since he's had um, that talk about the the seven finals or eight finals, listen, whatever it was.
2: <laughs> Am I worried? Um, no. This is like, gonna
1: come against Virgil van Delegate uh, 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 I'm, I'm next uh so. I'm
2: not worried. Like fine, he was the first it was the first goal in five. I think he was, he had a five goal barren run, five game barren run, uh whereas this was the first goal he scored in that five. So I mean I'm not worried, but like when I think of Kane as well, I'm taking into account like lots of different things I and mean, taking taking into, into account that this is one of the first times I mean in a while actually at Tottenham. That he's played a season arguably with no injuries and arguably he could he could be you know kind of tiring or pulling away in terms of his physical his physical condition you know having played pretty much every single game as a starting striker for, for Spurs this season uh, maybe that could be some something that, that's playing into it but i also kind of think i don't know uh, because his role has kind of changed in the team as well like you said he's almost taking on this hero role or he's taking it on himself to try and create stuff for the team so that, you know, people will always kind of pull him and by pulling him, they're almost like he's pulling away and creating spaces for other people like Son and, you know, uh, Kulusevsky. But, I don't know, I, I also think things will change when we have better players in some of these positions. I, I feel like when the onus isn't on him to help progress, to help create, and his game is predominantly to be in the final third and finish a lot of the chances that's created, which I think in the scheme of things, with better fullbacks, you know, with better central midfielders, with another quality, you know, uh, sort of creative midfielder or like another inside forward, I feel like, you know, it will come back. But after what was uh, a horrible start to the season, he basically, you know, didn't score for 13 games at the start. 14, 14 goals and, you know, from the rest of the season as a turnaround is not bad. I wouldn't say I'm worried, but like again, like you know, these big games coming up. I think Liverpool and Arsenal. I really want to see him put up something. I need to see. It. No, it's not. I really want to. I need to see him put up something because mm. none of this will matter if he if he doesn't score against Liverpool, doesn't perform against Arsenal, and then he scores a hat trick against against Norwich or Burnley in the last games. When you know the, the the top four sort of race could be done by them, you know, I need him to perform now.
1: That's what I mean. And obviously, he he had a strong, um, well, he dug his heels in strongly in the summer, I didn't hear About um, potentially wanting to leave because we weren't matching his ambitions, and now we've got a a manager in Conte that's really driving those ambitions back up, and we've got ourselves in a really good position. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, before the the Brighton and Brentford games, to really like say, uh, you know, this is how much we want top four to then kind of propel ourselves back up to changing for titles. And you know, ever since that, um, that admission about us having to need to perform for seven or eight world finals, I can't remember what exact number seven, he said, seven, yeah, seven. it was seven, yeah. <laughs> Again, like if he hasn't if he doesn't perform in the next two games, like I'm not saying he has to score or assist, but at least you know, be able to retain the ball and um not just constantly play Hollywood balls. Um at least help the team and play relatively well. Yeah, if he's not doing that in the next two games and we don't finish top four, you gotta look at him and be like, look, you have to hold that a bit because you know, we could have probably got top four if you had performed. So you kind of turning around, if you kind of have another moment in the summer where, okay, you say you want to leave again because the club isn't doing so well. It's just like, well, you're actually one of the main parts of that this time. Exactly. And we we can't be accused of being the Harry Kane team of old Um, because we're still performing some, um, let's see, Beldersau, we've got ball balling now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The team in itself has managed to score a few goals, albeit with the help of a few very good assists from from Kane. But again, he's just gotten too much of a habit now of um, just being a bit like Bruno. So hopefully um, he can snap out of it for Liverpool because we've seen him against Manchester City effectively run the game um, into getting us a result up north. So. Any, anything close to that performance, and you know, we, we
2: could actually be in with a shout. Um, it's a big game for him, it's a big game. I mean, like, I'm all for you know, these big knockout sort of these big sort of you know, um, games on Sky Sports where everyone has the eyes on you, and and you know, I don't know, I, I hate to say it, but I just don't feel that in like some of these big, big ones, he's. He's turned up enough. I feel like I feel like this is the kind of game that even against a strong Liverpool team, you have to take it on yourself to drag us through this somehow. In the Arsenal game, in the Liverpool game. He has to because these are the games that you'll be playing. If you're on a, a better team or you move to another club and they have a bigger profile than us, and you know, you want to be playing in these big important games. These are the kind of games that you need to actually show that you can perform when required. You know, people are always going to ask the questions about the other big players and other big clubs, if they can perform in big games. How often is people like, I don't know, how often was Eden Hazard or KDB or Steven Gerrard or Lampard asked about in these big games? Sometimes you just need to get it done. And if it means taking it in your hands and pulling the team with you, That's what's required because, like you've said, this man cannot come in the summer and he cannot start speaking about stupid contract extensions, unhappiness in his camp, when this man effectively threw the first 13 games of the season, finally came back into some kind of form and then had the audacity to then speak again in the media about seven finals and up to now only performed in one. And when I say performed, he's only scored.
1: Yeah, only- I wouldn't even say... I wouldn't even call it a good performance. You know, From what I saw in the first half, anyway. I don't know if it picked up so, that much in like, the
2: second. But- and no one's saying his legacy is at risk, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying, these next two games, there's going to be a lot of people looking at Kane. A lot of people looking at Kane. And I really do hope that he can step up and perform because... There's going to be a lot of questions asked about Kane at the end of the season if this doesn't work out.
1: Yeah, if anything, I'm not even sure if he's been called out enough. I haven't really seen you know, Spurs Twitter um, be that concerned with him, I don't think. I've, I To me, I, I thought I was being harsh in, in last week's part, but again, it's another kind of, I guess, par performance for Kane. And when I look at how the rest of the squad are performing in in Comparison to what their level is, like you've got Hugo Loris who's standing up to be counted, Ben Davis performing above his level, mm-hmm. Eric Dyer performing probably above way above his level, level. Mm-hmm. uh, Romero performing above his level or at his level, so performing well. Uh, Emerson, eh, uh, I don't even know what his level is to be honest. But no comment, doesn't no look
2: comment. good. No comment.
1: Uh, but he's got a new compilation out, so check that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, hey man, even, even Hoy is playing well now. That's karma have gone under the radar a bit. Ben Tanker playing well. Uh, Cesson Young uh, not performing mm. to his level, you could
2: mm-hmm. say. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Young, yeah, mm-hmm. a bit
1: timid. Uh, Kulizewski playing above his level, really coming to his own. Human Son. Trying to reach that kind of world class like consistency, um, as well as ability, um, again, bailing us out. So, there's only really one or two players that are performing below their station at the minute, and Kane for me is one of them. So,
2: agreed, agreed. It's
1: uh, it's going to be interesting, especially going into these next two games.
2: I mean, I mean. Say we don't get top four, right? What do you think he has to say? What do you think he can what do you think he can do if the club come to him and say we wanna offer you XYZ or we want you to stay, blah blah. What can he say? Do you think he'll be like, Oh, I've been here for XYZ, I should be allowed to leave, blah, blah blah because I just don't understand how he can turn around after this season, the way he's performed in part in parts of it especially in some of these bigger games, and he can say, OK, I did my best. He didn't. No, it's not that he didn't. He hasn't. He <laughs> I hasn't. think he... Yeah, right, let's be honest. He if hasn't. we
1: don't get top four and he kind of says oh, this or this or this summer, I think he needs to probably hire Yao as part of his PR team.
2: I'm sorry. I just I'm a book. But, I, just, I just don't see it. Like, I, I literally just don't understand it. He has to perform in these next two games. I'm telling you, like it's on the line for him. He absolutely has to perform, and if he doesn't, I promise you, all the happy clappy Spurs fans will call him out. I'm sh- I'm absolutely certain of it. Look at Son. Son hasn't even played particularly well. He has 26 goal contributions, 19 goals, non penalty goals. Hey, yeah. Those- He needs to stand up and be counted. He absolutely has to be. And if he doesn't, we have to call him out. Every single one of us has to.
1: And that's uh, what the new Spurs order is about, really. Um, Yeah, I don't think Conte really got asked about it in his um, presser afterwards. But, yeah, um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what uh, plays out afterwards. Obviously to add to that, he, he did have some comments on Bergvine as well, just to just to touch on it quickly. Yeah. Um, because it was interesting to me when I uh, saw Ellie Gold say it was um it was a bit unprompted because he was asked a question about Sun and then went on to say, look, you know, perhaps I've been a bit too harsh on Bergvine and then not giving him enough minutes, uh, not giving him enough opportunities. And um he almost like apologized for that. Um so yeah, that was interesting. It's almost like he's admitting that he should probably be in the pecking order, at least ahead of Lucas Moore. But for one reason or another, yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, but moving on, um, other news that came out, I guess recently, we firstly uh, announced that um, two star boys who haven't really. Been getting first-team opportunities. Um, not really the environment to get uh, first-team opportunities in this team, to be honest. Um, in Alfie Devine and Dane Scarlett, Um Looking to get loan moves next year, ideally in the Championship. Um, yeah, more power to them. As long as they can find the club which play in a similar way to us and can get first-team football, then I'm all for it.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Like, um, you know, both 17, uh, they're both in a really kind of goodish moment in terms of um, how they're progressing. Maybe more so uh, a, a higher or more um, exponential trajectory for Alfie Devine. You know, he's played 20 or 22-odd games across the academy teams, you know, 11 goals, I think, three assists. Um and, you know, I watched a bit of the game on Monday against Brighton on 23s. And, again, like, I always, I'm always, i always quite impressed with, like, just how he carries himself. Um, seems to be super vocal. Um, doesn't ever seem to be afraid of the ball. Always wants to get on it, even if it's just a touch. Uh, not afraid to make, you know, sort of risque passes as well. Um, so, I think for him, it, it would be a good thing. Um, I also just think as well that like it has to be the right type of loan. Um, I kind of feel bad in many respects for Dane Scarlett, um, just because whilst I think it's a good thing, like Conte said, it's important for someone like him to be able to to play alongside and train alongside people like Kane and Bergwijn and Lucas. But it's also difficult because you know he hasn't had many minutes, and arguably that could be looking at as as it almost being stalling his his um his trajectory or you know his progress but he always says that you know Conte uh, conte's always said that he seems to be a very good you know very level headed um very bright prospect for the future I mean obviously as well when we're looking at like you know where he's at he's 17 um apparently he's he's bulking up and getting a bit stronger and and uh kind of in preparation for maybe a lone move to a you know what is effectively a men's league um, I mean, the championship I think maybe could be a step too far for him um, just because you kind of want to guarantee mm. him minutes and you know that he's going to be playing against, you know, well sort of um, regular season sort of men, um, way older than him. So maybe, you know, like we've seen with Troy Parrott, it's okay to kind of get the experience in the minutes, maybe in the, in the lower league, um, just to build your confidence, get some goals back in you as well. Um but Alfie Devine, I'd really like to see where he, you know, where where he goes. Like, and like you said as well, it's so important to try and get the right kind of loan. Um, we can see this season, uh, we've managed to get back Jamie Donnelly, who's like a really good prospect. But like you can have a look at what, what it looks like if it's detrimental with someone like Niall John, who went away to Charlton and had pretty much a horrendous sort of loan, um mm. a loan sort of spell where he didn't even play any first team minutes. Um, and he actually came back as well. And he he and Jamie Donnelly both played as well on uh, on Monday against Brighton. I only watched the first half. But again, these are kind of good players that you just want to make sure you don't want to like stall their progress and you kind of want to give them time in and around the first team. But you also want to make sure that they're kind of getting some minutes. Um, so I kind of also feel for someone like Harvey White at the moment, you know. He's someone who, when you watch him for the under-23s, is kind of a, it's kind of a grey area. He almost looks too good to play at the under-23 level, but then he's not just there, you know, in terms of first-team football um, in the men's team. Um, And he, again, hasn't had, I'm pretty sure hasn't had any minutes since he's been included in a number of first-team squads over the last couple of weeks. But, again, uh, that's why, I suppose that's why you have the lone sort of, um, the loan sort of system where you can try and find the right places for these guys. But it's good as well. Like, I think, I mean, let's be honest, 17-year-olds looking to play men's football um, way beyond their years. You know, Uh, Devine, who only, I think he turns 18 in the summer, has been playing under-23 football pretty much most of the season. So, uh, I I can't imagine, um, you know, a little bit of a step up uh, into the championship. Or maybe League One would would be, like, terrible. But I think it's good that the club have been, like, proactive in trying to get these guys... Um, sorted with loans where they can get them, so get some minutes, get some experience. You know, just get get themselves going, so that hopefully, like you know, with Skip. I mean, I think with Skip, we were really lucky. But like with Skip, you come back a bit mature, a bit battle-hardened, um, having played and having you know experienced uh, playing sort of uh, men's football really, because essentially academy football is a bit of a it's a bit of a level drop in terms of where we're at right now. But I think it'll be a good thing. I think it'll be a good thing for them.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you can only agree, uh, especially when they're playing on the 23 football and they look like they're, as it stands, above like played above that level at the minute. So playing um, playing men's football now only only makes sense. Um, but now we, I guess, uh, getting into <laughs> getting into the nitty gritty. <laughs> so now we've got uh, Liverpool. On the, on the weekend, which a few weeks ago we were kind of um, looking at this as almost like a free hit, like, okay, <laughs> cool, we'll probably get results against Brentford at Brighton and then we can go into this probably um, expecting to lose, expected to lose and still lose and, you know, it's not going to dent our chances now, whereas if we lose, then now it's looking like our season could well even be over. So, Boy, even though Ugh. Liverpool have had their games in midweek, mm-hmm. uh, it was a very tough tie uh, against Villarreal. Like, um, are you confident at all in getting a result? Considering how much, I don't even like using luck as a thing, but just how many kind of unlucky things we've had happen against us, especially at Anfield recently, like. Is have got Sissoko, you've got Sun rounding Allison and hitting the bar at one nil. While we were one nil up, sorry. We had Bergwein go one yeah. v one. Uh we've conceded lot nineteen minute um winners to them with like Toby Alderweireld in goal with that Famino header. Um that's a very painful compilation that I put myself through on Twitter yesterday that just showed all around lucky moments. Liselso missing from, like, point-blank range. Yeah. Um, all the chances we missed in the reverse fixture at home. Like, it's just been tallying up and tallying up. Like, surely we are overdue a bit of luck. No? Oh,
2: I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I just hate this fixture, man. I hate this fixture just because, like, in many respects, you know, you're basically coming up against one of the best, if not the current best team in Europe. Um, they are playing at, and you know, I don't, I don't really want to blow smoke up their asses, but they're playing at such a high and consistent level at the moment that you almost are looking at them and saying, where are the weaknesses? Where can we get at them? Where can we try and get something out of this match? But I don't know. I almost feel like the gods have just, you know, they've pushed it against us. Even the even the even the match on the weekend against Liverpool. Normally what would have been a Saturday, 5 30. They've now pushed it to 7 pm. So it looks like we'll be playing Liverpool under the lights, Elvanfield, you know, on a Saturday night. I just I'm just thinking that we can only play in a way that would be similar. To the way we did against City, and when I say this, I only really mean that we can expect to not have much of the ball. Liverpool are going to really give it to us from the beginning. Uh, Trent and uh, Trent and Robertson Robo. are going to push big our, they're, they're yeah. going to push our, our, our wing backs extremely, extremely deep into our pitch. And you know, we're going to obviously have three against two, which I assume. If we continue playing at the moment, you know uh, Henderson, Tiago, Fabinho, probably in there against uh, Hoybia and Hoyer and uh, Benton. But I mean, the, the only way that I see us getting getting anything out of the game is if we're happy to soak up the pressure, you know, reduce little or no mistakes, um, and hit them on the counter. And when we hit them on the counter have to be extremely, extremely clinical. That's the only way to kind of mm-hmm. this game sort of working out for us. Like when I watched them midweek against, when I watched them midweek against uh, Villarreal, the first half, they were awful. I mean, that's actually the only way to describe it. They were awful. They they allowed Villarreal to completely almost counterpress them every single thing that they did. They hurried them. They made them make mistakes. And then when they had the chances, they were extremely clinical. And even at 2-0 at half-time, I thought, eh, nah, Liverpool can still do something. But again, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for, you know, the, the second half onslaught that they gave them. Um, so I think, you know, like we've said, this is a big one for Kane. This is a, a big one for Kane. Big one for Son, because he's our most clinical player at the moment. Um, and I'm interested to see how Kulusevski gets on. I think, like... You know, without, like, gassing it too much. I think kulosevsky has been... He's been a real... A real quality addition for us. I think he'll thrive. You know, I think he's been a real quality addition for us, if we're looking in terms of, like, his output. Three goals. um, Since he arrived, or since he first started in February, mid-February, I think he's got the most assists, which is, like, eight or nine assists. He's really kind of come into his own. You know, arguably if he had maybe even started the beginning of the season, you could even be putting him in there for maybe young player of the year um, in terms of, you know, some of the shouts. But he's, like, kind of been a player that we've really, you know, in some of these games we've kind of looked to. And I imagine it's kind of good to have sort of um, three players who uh, are going to give Liverpool problems, um, you know, if we can kind of be um, clinical, you know, beat that press from those energetic three in the middle, and obviously, in our sort of final third, make sure that we reduce the amount of mistakes. We reduce the amount of um, space we give to Salah, to probably Diaz, to Mane as well, because these are, you know, this is a game that, when I think about of all the matches we've played against them, it's always a game where there's just one or two chances that we kind of we don't take. We
1: always get our moments, don't we? Moments. We always get our moments. It just,
2: it just, it just leaves us, and it's never... Like, I've always watched our games and thought, it's almost game of two halves In sometimes there's games where, especially under Poch, they would have a really good first half and maybe we would have a really good second half. It was always quite tight. But, uh, I don't know. They just... They're a great team, you know. They're a really good team at the moment. And obviously, you know, they've got they've got something to play for as well. So, um, it will be a tough one. Um, I was looking as well. Van Dijk has never lost at home. Um, I think it's something like seventy four or seventy five games, which I'm not gonna lie, here. <laughs> doesn't really sit. Basically. So we'll take a draw. We'll take a draw. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a draw at this point. Okay, as uh, an unreal record, like seventy something games, having not lost in the league at home. Like he's never lost at Liverpool in the league at home. That's, that's how you delegate a defense, right? That's fucking insane, man. Honestly, but. Ugh. I'm just going to just not think about the game too much. To be honest with you, even in my even in my prediction from like seven games ago, well, when we had seven games left, you know, I, I admit that I did say it was probably a bit of a free hit. I didn't really see us getting the result. But, you know, having seen the performance against Villarreal in that first half and thinking how we could kind of set up, eh, there's no reason why we can't try and nick anything off them, you know?
1: Yeah. Um we see they changed it up for a few um they changed up a few players for the game against Newcastle as well and they were very I'll say they were very controlled. I didn't feel like they were under any threat, but they didn't look convincing with their win to me. Uh but they are just an, an inevitable team. Um obviously whenever we play them we get at moments, but at the end of the day they just are a much better team. Um,
0: good, good.
1: but yeah, that said, um, it's annoying that they still have something to play for, but I think their play style suits us. I mm-hmm. think Klopp, um, hopefully, I'm not paraphrasing in here, but I think he called us the best counter attacking team in the world. Um, I don't think that we are, but we are a very good counter attacking threat. So Setting up to play against them how we usually do, where we kind of have a kind of a mid block and a kind of controlled long balls. So, Clock called us a long ball team, uh, in the last um fixture, didn't he? But we were just like hitting uh, some good 15 20 yard passes lofted into to Kane or whomever else. Um, obviously, my boy had a blind eye, I don't think he's going to start this game though. but um, just sorry, just exploiting oh, their you're extremely, you're extremely you're high, you're high you're
2: line. You're sorry, sorry, it's
1: still Wingsy but oh, okay. yeah, I, there's no reason why we can't exploit that again with um controlled balls in behind, and I think we will get our moments again. I think we'll we'll at least get a moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like you alluded to earlier, we've got to be completely flawless. Um. And hopefully sees whatever moments we may or may not get. Because even if we make no mistakes and play well, we can still get thrashed. This is because it. they are just that good. And
2: this is, um, this, this, is this, this is why you know, like you said, they're an in, they're in inevitable side. They don't have to play particularly well, but they're going to create chances. They're probably going to score, and it's about what you do with your chances and your moments in the game. You know. Exactly,
1: so yeah. Hopefully, it won't be like Emerson going through and goal in the 90th minute with Son and Kane either side of him, and Van Dijk's just shuck, like shuttling him to to goal and he misses. Imagine That's if weird. he ends up going through on goal and going scoring, man, dunking on been, Trent. Man. That would be insanely shameless to put in the comp, but boy, I'd be man, salivating.
2: Everything's pointing towards a Liverpool, Liverpool win, man. It's just
1: everything's pointing to a Liverpool win and Luis Diaz goal contributions. <laughs> Given the, the nature of how he joined uh, Liverpool in uh, January, it's uh, it's pretty inevitable. Um,
2: they haven't dropped points before... at home since October. Twelve wins in a row. They've had <laughs> ten clean sheets. Anything else? There's so much. It's just like. Oh, we have to just turn up. You know, we we know what we need to do. We absolutely know what we need to do. And you know, if we can get any kind of result out of this game, I'll start. I'll snap your handle for it.
1: Before yeah. I get your full prediction, if you still only had the choice of one player between Diaz, between Koleszewski, who are you take him? For me, no, it's still no, no, is it knowing, it for me He's
2: knowing what I know now. As yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm taking Diaz because I just feel like he's what like you snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh like he's just a speed demon. Like he's just gonna cause problems every single time he attacks anybody, and he's so mm. confident with it. But I'm not saying that, like, you know, I I really do rate Kuliszewski. And to be honest with you, he's been like a refreshing surprise and actually a welcome addition. We were talking about him and Lucas. Everything Lucas does badly, Kudusevsky does well. Like, literally everything.
1: Literally everything. And Yeah, for me, Kuliszewski's just added that dimension to our build-up play that we've been missing since a good, Eri- a good Ericsson was playing mm. for us. Just to link that midfield to attack and make good decisions Absolutely. in terms of creating chances. Um, yeah, Kierczewski for me still. Okay. Okay. And uh, hopefully he turns up. Um,
2: sure. big one. big one.
1: I think he'll thrive. He tends to thrive in the bigger games. I think he's used to that kind of pressure coming from Juventus. So yeah, hopefully it carries over not just to him, but to the rest of the team as well. And you know um, as well,
2: like thinking about it, whilst we have pressure on our own to win, mm-hmm. the pressure is on them. They're the ones catching or chasing City. They're the ones who know that they have to absolutely win, keep themselves in, in with it. And we're almost going into it in a similar moment to when we were against City. Uh, City were the informed team. We were in a bad spot.
1: We had just lost three in a row. Yeah.
2: We had just lost three in a row, you know. And we and we went into that game with no pressure and played kind of our game, and it worked. I'm not saying Liverpool and City have the same team, but again, you know, these are kind of similar sort of or circumstances, conditions. And I just feel like if there's a one time to try and break these, this hoodoo, let's just do it now. Just do it now.
1: Yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Well, let's pray. Um, Final prediction, then what do you think the, the score and
2: results gonna be? Liverpool give chances away, though. You see, that's the one thing about them. They mm-hmm. give chances away. Trent isn't always where he's supposed to be. Van Delegate is happy to kind of sit off and let Matip or Konate play and do the do the active sort of pressing defending. Uh, I'm gonna go 2 2 draw.
1: I was thinking that as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go 2 2 draw as well. I'm gonna go 2 2 draw, and uh, hopefully Romero um clamps Diaz respectfully. Respectfully, yeah, big one. Just shine him out of the though. game because he's probably the only player in the league at the moment that can. Okay. But yeah, uh, more power uh, to us. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be a case of damage limitation and we can just get a result at Anfield. I'm not expecting a win by... Anyway, I love you made a lot of comparisons to the City game, but we just love getting that juju against City. So, <laughs> we've got juju against us when we play Liverpool. So, yeah, it's... It's gonna be um, it's gonna be a hard watch. I was gonna say an interesting watch, but it's gonna be a hard watch. I'm very it much is. gonna be watching through
2: in between my fingers. Just no, you're right, you're right. You know, it's gonna be a difficult. As game. I pray, it's not gonna be the easiest game. Um, Saturday night, I'm gonna be at home watching it. You know, alone, just trying to not stress too much about it. But listen, uh, the chips will land where they land. And Liverpool away, no one's expecting us to win. So at least if they can go into that with relative sort of mental freedom and just play their game and prepare as well as they can. Mm. Maybe they can get a result, you know? I would be I would be amazed if we did. Amazed and happy, but amazed more.
1: <laughs> for sure. Uh, but that about wraps up um, for our latest episode. So whoever uh, tuned into the stream, thank you for watching. Uh, whoever's listening, again, we, we thank you. We appreciate you. Obviously, come on to the Twitter account where we're always active at New Spurs Order, Instagram at New Spurs Order. Um, just a shout out, a quick congratulations to Coach Dave on his uh, team winning the Cup recently. Shout outs to you and um, your visit to St. George's Park. It's sick. Um, and um, on behalf of the New Spurs Order, come on, New Spurs, and come, come on, Leeds. New
2: Spurs.
1: <laughs> into the lip,
0: Peace. And <laughs> on debut, Tongue Longele has scored the equalizer it's for Spurs. Nice. the way. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh great goal <laughs> Steven first has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah!